everybody. Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Claire. Going to touch on first the labor problem in the United States and some of the countries, what they are, some of the countries, some of the areas in the United States, what they're doing to solve it. Uh, Vermont has a new solution to tackle the labor crunch. It will pay you $7,500 to move and work in one of its most in demand jobs. Vermont's offering people $7,500 to move in and stay and work. Construction of farm workers, along with retail salespeople, are included in its list of jobs with the most openings. Local governments are getting more creative how they attract workers. So Vermont's offering $7,500 to relocate to the state and work in its most in-demand jobs. Uh, to be eligible for the grant, out-of-staters must have moved to Vermont on or after July 1st and become a full-time employee of a Vermont employer in a role that has been listed by the state's Department of Labor of most in-demand jobs. The list of 50 jobs includes anything from fast food, restaurant, and retail workers to construction and farm workers. Whoa. Workers must also learn earn a living wage above, which is currently $13.39 an hour. Increasingly, employers, cities, and states are having to become more creative in how they attract and retain workers in the U.S. as the labor market remains tight. Bloomberg recently reported that some local governments were offering Wall Street-style sign-on bonuses to attract workers to public sector jobs where there are probably 780,000 positions to fill across the U.S. Wow. Businesses in the private sector have adopted similar strategies and incentivize workers' bonuses, perks, and wage hikes, for example. Over the summer, retail chains relied on teen workers to fill in empty roles. Uh, McDonald's in Oregon had so desperate for workers that they posted signs asking for 14, 15 rows to play. That's pretty desperate. U.S. jobs opening rose to 10.1 million in June, reaching record high. Bureau of Labor statistics last month growth in private sectors fell short of expectations. Wow. All right, this is a story out of Virginia. A restaurant manager in Northern Virginia was so desperate for staff that she had to employ rude people who scared off customers. It's the latest example of U.S. employers having to rethink their recruitment strategies amid a nationwide shortage in hospital work, hospitality workers. In response, many restaurants have raised the minimum pay, offered free food for applicants, and begun to hire young teens. AP reported Sarah White, a restaurant consultant who works in the area as a manager of the Lost Dog Cafe in Northern Virginia, she had to hire people with bad attitudes to fill vacancy. But rude employees have deterred customers. We don't have anyone to wait on the customers. We're also losing them because they get service. But it's a form of someone I uh, wouldn't want serving. When the pandemic struck last year, the Lost Dog Cafe lost staff, many of whom worked there for 10 years. By May, the company was waiting. uh, Waiting staff was around down 20%. As it struggles to fill these roles, the Lost Dog Cafe began hiring people without any restaurant experience and employing people under the age 18 for the first time. Uh, some turned out to be great hires, other not so great, obviously. That's hiring people, you never know. Around one third of the former restaurant and hotel staff said they wouldn't return to hospitality industry at all because it's a, uh, it is not an easy job. I mean, I worked in the hospitality industry for a while. Like growing up in Tahoe, that's all basically there was to do. Um, according to a survey of around 1,300 job seekers kind of by job list, Hospitality workers polled said they're discouraged by the low pay, bad benefits, and stressful working down in the sector. All true. Okay. Some news out of New Zealand. A uh, extremist stabbed six people in the supermarket. Uh, New Zealand police on Friday shot and killed a knife-wielding extremist as known to authorities. Let's see. After he stabbed and released six, six people in a supermarket, the attacker, a Sri Lankan national who had been in New Zealand for 10 years, was inspired by ISIS militant group was being monitored constantly. 
Well, a violent extremist undertook a terrorist attack on innocent New Zealanders. Obvious supporter of ISIS ideology, the attacker was not edified by a person of interest for about five years. I had been killed within 60 seconds of being attacked in uh, his attack in Auckland. Police followed the man that he'd gone to New Lynn Supermarket to do some shopping, but picked up a knife from a display and started running around like a lunatic. Well, they, well, they knew he was going to do something, it looks like. Come on, man. Don't be killing innocent people. Ugh, fucking idiot. Big news out, out of Japan. Japan's Prime Minister Yoshida Suga will step down after only one year in office amid low approval ratings. Japan Prime Minister Yoshida Suga said on Friday he will not run uh, in his ruling party's upcoming leadership vote, throwing open a race for next year's premier of the world's third largest economy. The shock decision just after a year in office comes with Suga's approval ratings at an all-time low over his government's pandemic response. And it suggests a possible return of ter- uh, political turbulence in Japan, which regularly cycled through prime ministers before a lengthy tenure of Suga's predecessor, Shinzo Abe. In one year, became I became prime minister. I poured all my strength into dealing with the various problems facing the country with anti-coronavirus measures at the forefront. I mean, that's tough, man. Like, the pandemic is, I mean, nobody knew how to deal with it at all. Uh, the Liberal Democratic Party Secretary General Toshihiro Nikai said he was surprised by Suga's decision not to stand in September 29th leadership race. It's regrettable he did his best. Okay. EU and AstraZeneca settle dispute over failed vaccine deliveries. Pharma company commits to deliver 200 million COVID vaccines by March 2022. The EU and Swedish-British company AstraZeneca settled their legal dispute. The block announced in, uh, in a statement of Friday, with a new agreement, AstraZeneca committed about 135 million doses of COVID vaccine by the end of this year. By the end of March 2022, another 65 million doses will be provided for the EU, bringing the total number of vaccines about 300 million. The settlement ends a legal case before the Brussels court. The partners have been in a dispute over delivery since January. The company heavily criticized by EU officials after AstraZeneca announced delays in shipments due to the reduced yields at manufacturing sites. Finish off with this one. Kim Jong-un demands COVID effort in our style after rejecting foreign vaccines. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ordered officials to wage a tougher pandemic prevention campaign in our style as he turned down foreign COVID-19 vaccines offered via the UN-backed immunization program. During a Politburo meeting on Thursday, Mr. Kim said officials must bear in mind that tightening epidemic prevention is the task of paramount importance, which must be not be loosened even in a moment. So they're going to go without they're going to go at this without a vaccine while stressing the need for material and technical means of virus prevention and increasing health workers qualification. Mr. Kim also called for further rounding off style epidemic prevention system. He called for North Korean separates for prolonged COVID-19 restrictions and catering the nation's border would stay closed despite worsening economic and food conditions. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. Take care. I hope everybody's doing well. Bye.